Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back, niggas and friends, boys and girlies, and NBs. I am Helena Bottom Carter. And I am Kelly Rowland. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. Indeed. Yes. Returning. Well, another week. How are you doing? Um, well, I'm actually just getting over a cold. I've been sick for most of the past week. Um, What's going around? I mean, this was literally just a common cold because I had to get a COVID test on Saturday that came back negative. So, and thankfully I was yeah feeling better pretty much immediately. So, you know, just choosing to praise God regardless. What about you? Shit day. Utter depression, okay. um, wild anxiety, um, throes of self-hatred, the use. Okay, fun. Um, so, you know, we're here, we're queer, mm-hmm. do something about it. <laughs> also, I got my Chucky doll. Yeah, that's really horrifying. I don't, I don't need to see that nigga again. <laughs> Yikes. Mm. It's the size of a two-year-old. Yeah, it's pretty large. Not you looking over there. <laughs> you looking over there with love. <laughs> yeah, I love them a lot. We're friends. Friends till the end. I can't wait for Link to chew him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I actually haven't introduced them yet. That should be fun. <laughs> because usually my toys, if it's not like plushy, something soft for mm-hmm. her, um, she's just like move around it. I don't have any toys that are Noah's size. Right. That is huge. That's a threat. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Well, here we're here anyway. Amen. Yes, we are. And this week in our section segment, Black Excellence, we are going to give it to a woman by the name of Angel Mitchell. 
And she's made history at Morgan State, becoming their first ever female co-drama major in more than 50 years. Five decades. Wow. Yes, yes. She started her musical career playing the clarinet in third grade, then went on to become her high school's drum major. Uh, it says here that she's a senior health education major, and mm. many of us have proven over the past few years that we could use some education in the realm. Oh, yes. Yes, we could. So, may your steps be ordered, madam, and may you drum your black ass off down to the Morgan State. Congratulations. Yes, work, Miss Girl. All right, so let's jump into today's pop culture segment. It is called Hot Tops. Clive Barker's Whole Razor. Dick Razor makes more sense, I know, but Whole Razor sounds like Hellraiser, whatever, get over it, I'm tired. No, we get it. Um, we love it. So, let's see, where should we begin? Oh, I read here today that the uh, that Cynthia is uh, getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Another one. Yeah, good for her. Right? She's um, suffering for that light-skinned man. From the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Mike. She posted, love is a beautiful thing. We said go our separate ways. No one's to blame. Good friends. <laughs> Cherished memories. Family friends. Prayers wishes. So I just looked at this and I was like, oh, Cynthia, because I always, you know, like Cynthia seems like she gives good hugs. Like she tries to cook really well. And she just seems like a nice person. <laughs> And, um, you know, after having everybody down to that COVID wedding. Listen, that was the first thing I thought of. Like, it's like, damn. <laughs> Just the the sheer number of People lives. People still taking tests. Put so. at risk. <laughs> like, this was, <laughs> that wedding was very irresponsible. Um. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we don't have to read it. We don't, but but I couldn't help it. I mean, and I knew people who went, so not. I mean, I'm not even like necessarily being shady towards Cynthia because okay, niggas well, went. You're getting shady towards people that we know, <laughs> and I'm not saying any names. So I don't think we have to do it. I don't and care. I, I to told her. them niggas then too. Everything that happened before the vaccine, I definitely was like, I was, you know, I was a little bit more judgmental than I am right now. And I mm. definitely, I am. No, because I'm a lot more, <laughs> we've had like five vaccines since then. So <laughs> I'm a lot more calm about COVID than I used to be. But I definitely was. Co, dealt, own, Listen. monkey, <laughs> all the girls. We've been through a lot, even since, you know, this time last year. So I just, yeah, the first thing I thought of was that COVID wedding. And then I just thought, you know what? Good for her for not staying in a situation that she don't want to be in. If it's not working out, she's not too ashamed to be like, yeah, I got married 16 months ago. And what? And now I'm leaving this nigga. Right. And it is what it is. And if you don't like it, oh, well. Right. What you going to do? Going to go cuss her out about it? Apparently, this uh, statement came out after some clip of... Uh, Mike being down at some sports bar with oh Lord Peter's a blonde bar. woman. <laughs> oh no, that would be too much if it was Peter's no, I doubt it. bar. No, no way. 
all the sports parts in the world. But he has like some blonde woman with incredible biceps doing like, I don't know if she was, she had just got done doing like crunches or pull-ups or something mm-hmm. by his waist. It was oh, something wow. that, that a married man wouldn't do out Should in public. Should not, yeah, with, okay. First right. time married to. <laughs> um, so something was like, y'all can actually stop tagging me because... <laughs> Just oh, because it's what he wants to, right? Right, right. Got so, it. okay. Um, Team Cynthia. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know nothing about this Mike nigga. Didn't watch Atlanta Housewives consistently enough to know anything about him. So, yeah, Team. Cynthia I think that he phone. claims to do like he he's. I think he's a sportscaster. Which oh, so then you <laughs> should catch up to my. I was baby. gonna say you should know who he is then. <laughs> uh. The fact that I don't is a, a testament to my elite stature. Right. Say, yeah. Truly. Because, like, you watch sports. Yeah. And I see. Have you heard of his commentary? I haven't. And when I Boom. watch so Inside the NBA, it's Shaq. It's it's Candace fucking Parker. And it's Kid Fury up there on TNT. Like <laughs> That's truly it. And Chuck. Is that's the that's the top four <laughs> every time. So you're right. He must be local. Mm, he must be on that. Fox Soul or something. But you know, well, you know, good luck to the girls and all that. <clears throat> hey, y'all! This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work life balance can be tough. Okay, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. 
So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. So for whatever reason, uh, the streaming website or, yeah, I guess you call it streaming website, Twitch, Mm -hmm. um, had enough money to book Megan Thee Stallion to perform at their convention this year, TwitchCon. Um, Oh, no. Sorry. I don't even know the story, but I have a feeling it's going to go very bad. Just TwitchCon? That sounds like a bad idea. (laughs) I'm sorry. It almost always (laughs) proves to be for many people involved. I'm sorry. What? Just go. I don't even want to. What's the story? I would love to hear the details of this. TwitchCon is where a whole bunch of niggas from Twitch go to be celebrated by a whole bunch of niggas who watch them on Twitch. So of all the places you could be on Earth. Yeah. I don't know why you choose that. Unless, again, you're somebody who operates on Twitch a lot and yeah. or someone who celebrates them. And I'm someone who watches a, quite a few people on Twitch regularly. So I cannot judge... Right. I have a few favorite Twitch Twitch creators and uh, all of the things. Would I want to be at a convention no. filled with oh. a bunch of people, many of whom I do not watch? So I don't, not for me. But that's neither here nor there. I'm sure it's a wang dang doodle of a good old time. That's not the point. The point is they booked Megan Thee Stallion. She had on her... um her hot girl hair, bright red. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty. And um, I think she twerked with Master Chief from the game Halo at some point. You know Megan's a nerd, which I really yeah. appreciate. I've always appreciated that about her. She so. is. It's probably part of the reason why she even said yes. You might even have... Uh, she might even be familiar with a couple of Twitch streamers or mm-hmm. just games in general. I know she loves Mortal Kombat. I feel like she dressed up as Jade one year. No, no, no. It was Melina. It was Melina. Yeah. Okay. That means nothing to you. You don't play Moral Combat. Um, so the point is that at some point, a very, I want to say drunk. I'm sure they had, you know, beer and white claws. Oh, Lord. Fucking hellhole. And um, some, maybe okay. I don't know. This looks like a white man to me. Comes up on stage like he was invited. Approaches Megan Thee Stallion, don't know how the fuck you were able to get to this lady. And then grabs her arm and, like, tries to get her to do a little, like, ooh, la la, like, 360 spin. Absolutely not. He was promptly escorted off of the stage by security vets Still needs to be fine. Is this even a security guard that grabbed him? How did he get up there? Yeah, this looks like he might be a security guard. But that's my question. Like, how the fuck did you even manage to get up there Mm -hmm. and make it this close to this black lady? Wow. Jobs need to be lost. If there there is one convention that security needs to be... (laughs) On 10 at all times, I'd say TwitchCon. I'm sure there's tons that I don't even think about or know about, but like, 
I didn't hear about anybody motherfucking bum rushing Christopher Lloyd down at the Comic Con. Oh, see. Okay. No, those those is. dorks know how to act. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that Megan was supposed to be at TwitchCon, but she got there and so many people were really fucking musty that she was like, I can't do it, and decided to go home. Like I thought it was gonna be the TwitchCon attendees were like stereotypical we're so gamers. covered in yes. grime we're like the stereotypical nerds and, and yes. Dust. <laughs> yes and they live inside their they everybody was there in cosplay and they hadn't cleaned the outfits and everybody was sweaty and stank like i thought it was gonna be like it was so nasty that she had to leave but so okay i don't know which one of us has said worse things about twitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is not about twitch this is about People who are into geek shit, nerd shit, y'all know that some of your people, when it comes to the personal hygiene, they find it extremely optional. Y'all know that. I want you to know that most of the people who (laughs) listen to this show. Yes, they are nerds, but they're not that kind of nerd. But they know what I'm talking about. They go to these conventions and they be like, God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) And we know who listens to this. Listen, everybody knows I am a gamer. I am also like a nerd. I'm very into gay. I play my Switch every day. I am a SME when it comes to Breath of the Wild. I literally know Breath Mm -hmm. of the Wild. Like I know the back of my eyelids. Animal Crossing, I'm called? also very good at. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Not when I you saved. Haven't heard about the sequel of, co- of Breath of the Wild? Haven't heard about it. I pre-ordered it like a year ago. And every time they change the release date for it, it's like, I want to die. And then I'm brought back to life because I just think about how much I adore this game. Like, I am. I'm not. Yes, it's not Have you even out seen till, the trailer for the sequel? Uh, are you kidding me right now? Who do you think I am? <laughs> So why do you not know the name of the damn game and why do you not know when oh the God, game comes because out? Because I am a student. I am a counselor in training. I have The game is called The Legend of Zelda Tears things of the Kingdom. In my, whatever. It is slated to be released, released on May the 12th. <laughs> that I know. Of 2023. Yes, I know that because it aligns with the end of why my semester. So because I didn't know the name. But not being able to think of them. I have multicultural counseling on my mind right now. Not the name mm. of this game that's not coming out for another eight months or whatever. But I am still very excited. And I'm just saying, as a member of the nerd community, I can also say that when we go to some of these events at the Javits Center, you girls are a little ripe. You just are. <laughs> so and that's what I thought you was going to say. But this is much worse. <laughs> that's our actual safety and risk. Don't don't do that. No, the people understand. No, I don't. No, Mm -mm. whatever. What you know? What I I don't feel bad because y'all know how they be at these conventions. I have nothing further to say. Exactly. Exactly. All my fellow nerds, they get it. The girls who get it get it. For those of you who won SwitchCon, I hope that you had a good safe time yeah. and acted like you had some goddamn hope it smelled sense. good in there. Specifically to all my black and brown streamers and fans because I'm sure you were outnumbered and my lord, <laughs> if there's a white space, I don't want to be. Matter of fact, more on that at 11. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. <clears throat> so, Quavo and what's the other one? Takeoff mm-hmm. have an album out. 
called Only Built for Infinity Links. I'm not even going to sit here and waste my time trying to figure out what the fuck that means. What is that? Okay, great. Probably some rich trap nigga shit, some fucking club walkthrough mm-hmm. culture, some motherfucking chasing Atlanta. <laughs> See? Cedar? See how you act? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know what they're talking about. Like, okay. Um, anyway, so they have a new album out, just the two of them. Well, that's odd, isn't it? Because the Migos is a trio. And I said two people's names. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. I feel like we all know. Scandal. Yeah, a scandal. But yeah, we've we've heard about this. <laughs> Yeah, so whatever. Offset and MMA, I guess they ain't fucking with each other or whatever. And so they have a new thing out. And then, oh my God, whatever, whatever. So then there were rumors that um, that Quavo's ex, Sweetie, Saweetie, may have cheated on him or some shit like that or... Slept with No, the rumor specifically prior to this was Offset. Mm -hmm. Sweetie had slept with Offset. And that probably came from some ratchet ass stand for um, or Instagram or whatever the fuck who knows right and so that was that <clears throat> now on a song on this new Quay Takeoff Tavo? <laughs> on this new album no <laughs> called Messy irony Quavo raps the following <clears throat> I said, Carisha, please, because she too messy. Bitch, fuck my dog behind my back, but I ain't stressing. That doesn't rhyme, but it's fine. You wanted the game. You should have just said it. We would have blessed it. I also don't know. But, like, with his accent and, like, I was going to say, works. niggas, they find a way. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So, Sweetie recently appeared on Carisha, please, where she briefly spoke about Quavo. Mm. And I thought we was going to be together forever. I had watched Love and Basketball, and I was like, that's me and my... Whatever she said. <laughs> and so, people felt like this was shade specifically at Sweetie because of the Carisha, please mention. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, him adding fuel to this offset rumor or whatnot. So, I guess I was trending for a day or two, and I don't think anybody has said anything further since then. There are also rumors that it's not quite, it's not Offset that Sweetie slept with, but Lil Baby, who I think is, I think Lil Baby is also wrapped by Quality Control. I'd Google it, but I don't care. Interesting. Um, but they're the theory that I agree with comes from someone on uh, on Twitter who refers to themselves as Trillery Blinton. They said the reality of the Sweetie situation is most likely Quavo's being spiteful and capitalizing on a social media rumor because he don't fuck with Sweetie or Offset anymore and it's creating traction for their song. Oh. Now that's the one I That I makes a lot of sense. <laughs> find the most yeah. Likely to be true, but who knows? Yeah. Game's weird. That sounds extremely plausible. Like, not that I know Sweetie or any of the other niggas in this story, <laughs> for that yeah. matter, but 
I just, I know how niggas act when they face the consequences of their own actions. And I know how they can lash out out of that hurt or pain or whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But if it wasn't offset, if she fucked little baby, then I extra don't care. I really don't care at that point because, like, <laughs> it was the fact that you kept cheating on this girl. And, right, right. You kept disrespecting this girl over and over. The only scandal with Offset is that he's your cousin or whatever, and he's a married man. So, like, that is what makes it, you know, questionable morally. But her fucking with a nigga that was on your label, I don't care. How many girls did you fuck <laughs> with when you were in a relationship <laughs> with her? How many other vaginas did you put your penis into while you were in, or mouths, or anuses? How many other orifices that didn't belong to her? I would love to know the answer mm-hmm. to that. Why are you mad at her fucking with somebody else? Like, I know how niggas are. Yeah. So well, I didn't pay this too much mind. <laughs> chai, oolong, earl gray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Black, green, matcha. <laughs> I mean, there it is. <laughs> it's just so many options. Take your pick. Who knows, nigga? <laughs> Chamomile in this bitch. <laughs> yes, because you just need sleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, everybody rest. Um, the BT Hippity Hop Awards recently took place. Um, which I I think the BT Hip Hop Awards are more fun than the regular mm-hmm. BT Awards. I can see that. <laughs> Because more more nigga, it's more yeah. saturated. Yeah, that's right, nigga. that's right. It's more ghettoer. <laughs> and um, it's like, like Viacom it's always in Atlanta. Viacom was like, you know what? There's one thing that y'all can keep, <laughs> and we won't put our <laughs> we won't put our white touch on that. And y'all just do <laughs> y'all just go ahead and do your thing with the BET Hip Hop Awards. That's how it feels. Well, let me tell you who's pissed. Well, I think a few people were weirded out or upset. A about lot. That. I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> BT spinoff. BT award spinoff award. You know? Anyways. No. Um, so one Bill Capri. Is that a name I should know? I'm a, I'm a, I was going to no. say, you see me over here typing very fast. Bill Capri. Oh. Google said, did you mean ah, Kodak Black? <laughs> Not you jumped. That's a jump scare. It is Halloween season. <laughs> what, Bill Capri? I'm sorry, that sounds like a white man who sells insurance and lives in the suburbs. Yeah, kind of does. Oh, yeah. that is or not like even his. Attorney. That's not his birth name. His birth name is Dioson Octave? What? I don't care no more. (laughs) Not that fast. (laughs) I don't don't care no more. Wait, so was your story not about the fact that he changed his name? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. So what? So Bill or Dyson or Kodak, whatever you want to call him, Gremlin, he's mad at the BET Hip Hop Awards because he felt like he should have won Song of the Year for his song, Super Gremlin. 
the winner for Song of the Year was, in fact, rapper Lotto, who won for her song Big Energy. Mm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Everyone, everyone needs to boycott Kanye Orlando, the head of programming. Everyone need to boycott Kanye Orlando and BZ. Of course, he adds them. Y'all lame as fuck, and y'all not really for the people for real. I love, um, <clears throat> I love how like rap niggas today, when they are like personally slighted, mm-hmm. say you're not for the culture. You don't speak for the people. Yeah. Like, yeah. First of all, who does? Is there anyone? There person? isn't anyone who speaks right. for everybody. All exactly. No, there is no one. So just, there isn't. We don't get. But it. like, just because you pissed off at whoever the fuck shot John down at Nickelodeon, right? <laughs> You're not for the people. The people you don't speak for. The people. The people didn't need to be spoken say, for. And and the people you don't speak for us. <laughs> You don't speak for us. So, what are you talking about? Who, who, who are you, sir? BC Water Down. Y'all so lame and out of touch. Y'all definitely not a creditable show. C R E D I T A Bull. That's fine. That shouldn't be surprised. Actually, I'm surprised that we got this far with, you know, until, yeah. Without a slip up. Go off. <laughs> um,. What else do you say? I called it out a few weeks ago. I'm not reading all that. The woman empowerment shit, cool. Don't take none from nobody, but you still got to work for it. Don't simply just give it to somebody because they a woman. If that's the case, y'all should have gave Song of the Year to Glorilla, not that hating ass mutt. And he later also <gasps> referred to Lotto as Frappuccino. I guess because <laughs> Frappuccinos are light brown. <laughs> No, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not laughing at that. Now I definitely <laughs> think that he's the nigga who she was talking about that didn't want to do the song or clear yep. the song or whatever. Yep, unless she fucked. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm not. I'm so sorry, biracial people. I did not. I wasn't trying to laugh at that. It just, it was involuntary. Um, I won't be saving that to say again later or anything. But, um. Mm-hmm. I just, you know what? As soon as you started talking about this, I thought, didn't we just give this nigga like a quarter of a prop last week? You know what? For, yes. For apologizing to that girl, which he needed to do, like which she very much deserved. And, <laughs> and it's like, you literally can't say nothing good about niggas. You just cannot. Oh. 12 to 48 hours later, they will embarrass you. At this point, it's, it's science. Like... What does it really hurt you that you lost a BET Hip Hop Award to this girl? Any award. Does it really warrant all this? Mm, not to me. How is she? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he has a grudge anyway because she didn't give him no pussy. And I feel like it just all came out in this moment. You calling her all kinds of names, but is, you still is one thing. Fucked. But like, you, you specifically fucked. called her a hating ass. So like, what is she hating about? Yeah. When does she hate on you? Because all I see when is she hating on, on her. Right. Hmm. Calling her a mutt. That's very rude. And Frappuccino, which is, is mean as well. That is not nice. When does she hate on you? When does she say your name ever? 
Y'all can fill in the blank if you'd like to, because I sure. I miss things. You know, I'm like the girls are mad I'm at Lotto. They're mad. Everybody, the girl and girls is gender neutral. Sorry, if guys can be gender neutral, then so can girls. Yeah, on this show, you it, it, know period, it can. And the girls are mad at Lotto for this success. They're mad that Big Dick Energy is as popular as it is. But speaking of Nicholas Minaj, took to I guess Instagram. Mm. she went live to that same place where she goes live and has that filter where her eyes glow like crystal gems it frightens me it is scary and she was on that show she was oh she was a she she was was a gem yeah I'm pretty sure she was a mean one yeah she was the one that (laughs) was destroying everything pretty sure she was a bully gem yep gem that just broke things yeah. and caused chaos yeah. and yeah that was and her. needed to be taken down so that everybody else could live in peace yep that was that was who she played i mean this is the plot of the episode i'm pretty sure yeah from what i remember um so she took to the internet to discuss the fact that you know it's grammy season it's grammy season the girlies are submitting oh, things they and are. stuff's happening yes. to the grammys so her latest successful seasons well her latest single which has been a success super freaky girl was submitted uh for some rap categories well apparently the recording academy's rap committee said not so fast <laughs> young grasshopper no thank you mm-hmm. um we will actually be moving that song over to the pop category Yikes. because we feel as though that is where that belongs. Nicholas disagrees. She got online and basically said that, you know, she's rapping on the whole song. Hotline Bling was nominated for a rap song and won, even though Drake mm-hmm. is singing on that song. She's rapping on the whole song. Why would it be moved over? And then she specifically points out Big Energy, uh, which I guess is also in that category, in rap categories, and said that if Big Energy is considered a rap song, that her song should also be considered a rap song. If her song's pop, then Big Energy should be moved to pop as well. They're produced by the same individual, that white man that I think is still going back and forth with the law over Kesha's oh, accusations wow. that Yikes. he sexually assaulted her. Damn. But we guess don't talk about Dr. Luke like that no more. Damn, I did not know that. Not y'all still um, working with Dr. Luke? I thought everybody had come to an agreement. I guess and the girlies don't believe Kesha. You know, you know, I mean, read. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, But anyway, so... That went on for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Also spilled on over it into Twitter. I mean, she, whatever. And then it was on Twitter where she basically said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lotto texted her. I'm not getting it because I don't give a fuck. But they are also, you know, I guess making their rounds and tussling. Mm-hmm. They're the new female rap social media 
scratch eye scratching yeah the melee that these hoes engage in right i actually agree with nikki that it doesn't make a lot of sense for this song to be in a pop category so i will give her that i also don't understand why they would move super freaky girl which is not a good song from rap to pop i don't get that the rest of this i can't excuse but the confusion about why that decision was made i do understand because i don't get that either I myself do not understand. Yeah. It is uh, clearly a rap song. <laughs> she raps on the whole song. I It samples a rap song. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, Other than the Grammys not wanting her to even have a chance of winning. I think that at this point, and I doubt, I don't expect anything. But I do think that they should be transparent in the decision that they made. It just did. It, it, mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense. why is that not a rap song? She's right. rapping on the whole goddamn song. It's been like number one and doing great on all of these rap charts yep. for so long. I don't understand why this should be moved. Like, yes, one could argue that it has pop appeal and that Nicki Minaj is a pop star. Pop is popular. Right. I don't like, but. It's a rap Like, I don't understand why it's not a rap song. So I agree with her. I just hate that it has to then trans tra- be transported into this female rap. Yes. That's what I'm back saying. back and forth beef thing. Because I don't care about all that. But... Why did Lotto and Energy have to come into it? Why couldn't it just be... There's no aspect of this song that would make it... Like, you listen to it, it's clearly... She's clearly rapping on the fucking... Like, it's... <laughs> that's really non-negotiable. So you could just make your point and there's no need to bring this girl into it. And then when Lotto is like, actually, this bitch has been subtweeting me for months and you older right. than my mama and you've been mad this whole time and all that. Then it's just like, so you chose this. This is my problem with people like Nicki Minaj and Nene Leakes. It's like when you do have, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm about to make it six. I'm about to make it make sense. When you do okay. have a legitimate grievance, you manage to tie it back into some personal bullshit that don't have nothing to do with the situation where you're just being immature and petty and need to grow up and you're mad about whatever to the point where the people who could see where you're coming from or be on your side about the legitimate complaint all of a sudden have to be like, let me mind my business because here you go bringing in this other irrelevant bullshit because you mad at some girl. Bringing Lotto into this and making it about big energy and and going back and forth with her on Twitter talking about you thought she was at least 35. Like, girl, no, you didn't. Like, doing all that, to me, that just screams out Nikki's insecurity. And and to me, it seems like she's growing more frustrated with the fact that the girls aren't afraid of her like they used to be. People used to be, like, afraid to speak out against Nicki Minaj, especially because the barbs never clock out. And I just feel like more and more the girls are realizing that Nicki needs these, well, I won't say needs, but she seems to benefit more from having girls on her songs than those girls do from having Nicki on the song. Because eventually, regardless of how successful it is, she seems to turn against everybody. So I kind of feel for this 23-year-old girl beefing with a woman who's 39, 40 years old, who she used to look up to and talk about how much she admired and all this shit, who is now turning around and bringing her name into shit, making her name about something and not being willing to settle it like adults. Like, how come the 23-year-old had to text you, DM you, like, what's going on? What's good? 
Like, what's the issue between us and you bringing it to the internet and bringing your fans into it and making it messy and juvenile? Like, you're do- you did it with Cardi five, six years ago, and you're doing it all over again with these girls who are even younger. And but But it's like the younger they get, the less they give a fuck about showing this automatic reverence for her. So that's just my perception on what's going on there. She had a perfectly legitimate argument about the Grammys, and then she... Brought in this other shit for no reason. I thought the hotline bling comparison was enough. It's plenty, especially because that's not something that's currently nominated and it makes total sense. But you didn't even have to bring hotline bling into it, really. Like, the argument stands on its own. Anybody who's heard that knows it's a rap song. So, yes, it's a great question to ask the Grammys. Why did y'all do this? Is it just that y'all hate Nikki and you want to make sure she doesn't? And this is the thing. This isn't even nominations. Like, the nominations are not even out. Yeah, these the people, the girls are just submitting. You're mad at Lotto, and, and she didn't even get a nomination yet. you like, why are you? Probably get one now. I mean, <laughs> especially because it seems, it, I think, I really do think the Grammys has, like, an issue with Nikki, and they're going to do everything they can to make sure she don't get one. That kind of makes sense to me now, especially with this move. But it's like impossible. I mean, it's hard it's not to say to some weird her. shit is going. Right. It's like, it doesn't it's make hard sense. not to say, like, if you didn't think that before, mm-hmm. there's definitely reason to think that there might be some weird some shit Some fuckery going afoot. On in, in Absolutely. That, in that regard. Because this is weird. Like, but this it is doesn't like, make any this sense. This is like Nene having very valid complaints about racism at Bravo and all this, and then turning every issue that she has into like women empowerment and girls supporting girls. And it's like, you're 63 years old. Like, please stop conflating issues. Like, if you have a real problem, then let that real problem stand on its own. If you know something is petty and personal, then let it be that. Don't bring it into real shit. But I don't know, child. Nikki gonna do whatever she wanna do. Well, I guess I'll see you girls at the Grammys next year. We'll oh, see. I can't wait which. for the nominations to come out. Did you see Silk Sonic remove themselves? That's what I was about oh, to say. Uh, go off. <laughs> so, Bruno Mars and Silk Sonics has... um. They've decided to remove their debut album, An Evening with Silk and the Sonics, from consideration down to the next Grammys, girls. They have. (coughs) Bruno told Rolling Stone, we truly put our all on this record in Canto. But Silk Sonic would like to gracefully, humbly, and most importantly, sexually bow out of submitting our album this year shoot me in the neck and andy and i and everyone that worked on this project won the moment the world responded to leave the door open everything else was just icing on the cake thank the grammys for allowing us to perform on the platform and for yeah so okay yeah must be nice. Like the nigga that doesn't <laughs> want parental responsibilities, they pulled out. Now, uh, I guess that's um just about it. Oh, lastly, I wanted to say um hugs, kisses, and prayers out to Brandy. 
um, who I think suffered a seizure. Yes, wasn't that so crazy? Recently, and had to be taken oh to the God. hospital. Um, there was a she posted. There was a, a story on her page on her Instagram that um, said that she was going to follow doctor's orders, rest, um, deal with dehydration, low amounts of nutrition. She said, thanks for prayers and support. Grateful for you all. See you soon. So she will reportedly uh, recover and be just fine, but pretty scary and very sad. And very recently also Ray J was posting some scary cryptic shit about wanting to jump off of a bridge or a building or some shit like that. And now he's hanging out with Candace Owens. So it's just real sad. I don't have time for that. I literally, I cannot even get into that. We don't have to. Yeah, I don't No, me. he needs medication. This is about Brandy. Um, <laughs> yes. And then also, speaking of Nini, I just read that her son had like a oh stroke Oh my heart God. Yes. And he's like 23, he's 23 years old. Honestly, my first thought was COVID. Because I know COVID has been and doing some crazy shit to people of all ages. I saw a video where she was talking about it. And she said, you know... At his age, they test for basic stuff. Yeah. Um, but all that other stuff seemed normal. Like he doesn't drink or do drugs. Blah 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 blah. But they, she did say like that the doctors were were discussing whether or not he may have had COVID and didn't know mm. or something like that. And this is like a result of that Damn, or some shit like that. Not asymptomatic like, and had a know. stroke. That would be crazy. I didn't hear that being oh, confirmed, yeah. but she did say they were discussing a possibility of it being COVID-related wow. in this video I watched. But hopefully he'll be okay. And then I even heard her say something about, like, she don't know what uh, what she's going to do with the lounge because Brent was the one who was managing right. it. Right. Said something about maybe selling it because, yeah. I mean, a stroke and a heart attack at that age, God only knows when you'll be ready, if you'll ever be ready. Right. To go back to work. And I just can't even imagine the stress. Like, Nene, I feel like she just lost her husband. And now her child is going through all this. It's too much. Girl, <laughs> I forgot for that a Greg second died. That Greg was dead. Yeah, Greg died. Like, a year or two ago. I'm so known for them. Even when they were bickering and when they split up and stuff, I've just always known for Nene and Greg to mm -hmm. be Nene and Greg. Yeah. So I can't, I really can't imagine. Sorry that I used you earlier to make a point, but... I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I meant that, but I'm also very sorry that this is happening to you because that's extreme. Right. That's I mean, and that's so scary. A 20. You just don't expect a 23 year old to go oh. through some some shit like that. That's just must be so overwhelming. So, yeah. Praying for his family. OK, that's it. We're going to take a break and then we'll come back and we will read your letters. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm -hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work. 
pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad. But that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct. Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, girlies, we're back, and we are ready to read your letters. We are. If you have a question for us, send it on over to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read it aloud on the show. Let's start off this week with a letter from... Hmm, hmm, hmm. Let's start with Moesha. Moesha says, hey, y'all. At the beginning of the year, my friend Nisi hit me up and said she needed to talk. When she called, she sounded panicked and said she had to tell me something. Nisi then told me that she slept with my ex-boyfriend the night before. Christ almighty. And also confessed to having slept with him once in college before he and I got together, but never told me because she said it never felt like the right time to bring it up. This ex-boyfriend she was referring to was my college sweetheart, who I dated for nine years. But he and I remained cool even after we broke up. He even called to tell me when he got engaged late last year. When Nisi made this revelation, I was shocked. But also, my knee-jerk reaction was to calm her down because she was super teary and very emotional. The full scope of what she was saying <laughs> was not clicking for me during the convo. I ended up trying to make her feel better about everything and told her that we would be fine. But I also let her know that I would be calling him. When I called mm-hmm. this nigga, I said, okay. I said I spoke with Nisi and asked if there was anything he wanted to share with me. He did the usual nigga thing of playing dumb and said he had nothing to tell me and that anything Nisi shared with me was between me and her. I said, OK, thanks hung up, and then blocked his ass on every app I can think of. As far as I'm concerned, he can go straight to hell. Nisi didn't attempt to reach out or take any steps toward repairing things for nearly two months. When she finally did hit me up, she said it took so long because she didn't think I would want to talk with her. Since that time, we've had maybe a handful of unrelated conversations and random text messages. I know she feels guilty, but now I'm wondering if I should just accept that we are no longer friends instead of holding out hope that maybe we can repair this relationship. I've built up 
<laughs> a resentment which I don't think would be there if she actually tried to fix things between us. I'm annoyed that she's the one at fault here, but I'm the one trying to give her chances to make amends. What would you do if your friend crossed the boundary in this way? Should I just accept that the friendship is over and move on? Thanks, Moesha. Well, <laughs> I think you told her how you feel. <laughs> I think you did it. I mean, Momo, I'm... um. <sighs> I'm in the comfort of my own home. I'm blessed to have a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just look on the bright side. So, Ron's been saying that you're dumb. I'm instead going to say that <laughs> you are like super considerate and like very empathetic mm. very no what a nice very girl. sympathetic um and that is sweet um you're considerate of people's feelings um you're fair <clears throat> these people are not friends with you damn and The the crocodile tears and, um, you know, the alligator tears. All of that stuff can be kept. Like, you're not going to come over to my motherfucking house or go any motherfucking where and tell me that you fucked on my nigga before and after I was fucking with him and then start bawling and crying and asking for tissue and stuff and I'm supposed to cradle you and breastfeed you and make your motherfucking ass feel better like you didn't violate our friendship. Yeah. Like fucking on this nigga before we got together and not saying anything is already weird because it's like why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? That's the big question. <laughs> what? What? The, r- rewind. I thought it would. I didn't know. What did you say? That I wouldn't know the time. I didn't think there, w- there was a right. She what said, was the excuse for that? So initially, when she slept, to, she slept with him before they got together, but said she never told her because it never felt like the right time to bring it up. And then she didn't. What does her. that mean? I mean, I can see how it would be awkward to be like, hey, girl, by the way, you're a man. I definitely smashed. But. I don't see but like, why she would get mad at that if that was before the two of them got together. Like that's that's what I'm saying. So why be? It, it, to me, there's no real reason to be afraid of telling me that because you didn't violate me in no way. It just gets weirder. You look more guilty the fact that you waited so long and then you slept with him again. Obviously, this is a much more direct violation. But that first thing is like, why was she so scared to say something in the first place? You have got to go listen I don't know how many friends you have um, outside of this person Um, if that was your like ace boom coat nobody says that anymore I do if that was like you know what and that's fine we gotta say things in our generation and beyond too like we gotta have our stuff save some recipes (laughs) absolutely oh nigga shit if that was like your like real close friend, right. 
then I understand the sort of conflict of, oh, do I just say goodbye to this friendship? Is this something well she did? Come and tell me and apologize. And she seemed really broken. That's fine. Like you other people who love you will come across your path. If you don't already have mm-hmm. other pe- people in your life that love you, genuinely support you, ain't gonna like, like don't want anything bad for you, right. etc. Like, if you don't already have that, the right people will come into your life. You do not need to hold on to people who have done you dirty, right. who have treated you wrong, who have been dishonest with you mm-hmm. or whatever for the sake of them or for like, the, the sake of filling holes or gaps or whatever in your social or emotional life. Like, none of that need. This doesn't even need to be a consideration. If mama is like, if you're feeling like you want to maintain a friendship so that, you know, she won't feel like trash. Mm-mm. Let me introduce you to something that is called therapy like you can go ahead and pass that word on over to her and she can go and find a professional to discuss we're all doing it it's all the rage it is find somebody to talk to because it's not gonna be me and you again second week in a row that somebody has written in a letter and talked about some fallout or some weird shit with their friends and an ass whooping did not take place and i'm just shocked Mm. Yeah. But also, that's good. I mean... So good for y'all. Yes, technically, that is a good thing. Right. But I also think this is much less of a violation than that other one was. That uh, that girl who made that crack about the new boyfriend. I can't believe you didn't get stomped in the fucking concrete. This... Like... (laughs) The fact that they didn't jump you All of them. Right. Just right there. But, um... I mean, I... I get the feelings here... And clearly she knows that she was wrong because she called you all upset and like feeling bad for what she did. Her conscience was kicking, kicking her ass. So clearly between the two of you, this is understood to have been like a raggedy thing to do. I don't know that I would have been that emotionally invested in somebody sleeping with my ex, but it sounds like this was like a very significant ex to you. And so mm-hmm. um, I think if like Kifiri said, if this is like one of your very best niggas, then I would take some time to craft a message and be like, listen, I really love you. I would love for us to find a way to move on with our friendship. However, I won't be the one to bridge the gap or fix what happened here because I'm not the one who fucked up our bond. So like if you're interested in keeping this friendship alive, like you are going to have to show that in a way that you have not been doing i'd really i mean this is what i'm saying it would have to be it would have to be somebody who i considered like almost like blood because anybody else you could just kick you literally can kick rocks and i know get moving (laughs) i i know that shame keeps people from doing what they should do i know like i i get that it really does People feel mm-hmm. so, so ashamed of what they've done that they avoid the person that they've hurt. So I would say, I would, I, I, you don't even have to do all that. You don't have to give her that grace. But if you really want to keep this friend around, then I would be like, hey, I need to see you making an effort to fix the trust that you violated between the two of us. 
and then let it go from there. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, the door is open for you to try to make amends. So let me see if you're going to try to amend this shit. And if not, then it's just time to move on. You, you block this other nigga, which it don't even sound like y'all was really friends. Like y'all stayed Instagram cool or whatever. So blocking him is fine. And if you need to do the same thing with her, then let that be that. I just, what would I do if a friend of mine slept with an ex? I personally probably would just be curious more than anything else. Like, why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think I would be more confused than angry. But yeah, if you can't, if you know that you did me wrong and you can't work past your shame, even if I'm telling you like, hey, you need to put forth an effort and you can't seem to work past your shame to approach me and repair our friendship, then I don't have nothing else for you. I won't be continuing to put out the effort when I'm not the one who fucked this up. So. I mean, sounds like gospel to me. Best of luck to you, Moesha. Let us know what Nisi does. Our next letter comes from Ross, who says, I've been dating somebody for about a year, and we have yet to become exclusive. The past couple of times we've hung out, I felt unsure about where we're headed. We've discussed the possibility of being a couple multiple times and have met each other's friends and gone on vacations together. I am not one to bring a man home who isn't my boyfriend, so he hasn't met my parents, but he has met some of my siblings. The last time we talked about this, he said he was scared of disappointing me in a relationship. I told him that I'm scared too, but I'm willing to see where it goes. I'm getting tired of waiting around for an answer and I'm wondering what I should do. For some context, I'm two years separated from my ex-husband and our divorce is still in progress. I'm completely over my ex, have been in therapy since the separation, and I've been very open with the guy I'm dating about the work that I am putting in to be open to love again. I know why he wants to take things slowly, but I really think we could make a great partnership. We basically do everything that boyfriends and girlfriends do without the title. I've told him that I need the title because I need the reassurance and that if this doesn't work out, I am not open to staying friends. Should I wait a little longer to see where this goes or give him an ultimatum and tell him that I need him to make a decision now? Thanks for your help, Ross. Hmm. What do you think? I, mm, well, I think this is a problem because you want it to be exclusive. Like, well, let me not say it like that because that sounds like I'm blaming you for for what you want. And that's not what I mean to say. Um, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I think, uh, I think this this man is telling you, Ross, that he's not ready for a relationship, and you're acting like that means that there is perhaps a chance that y'all will still do it. Like he, y'all have had this conversation. He said, I'm afraid of disappointing you if we actually end up in a relationship. Whether that's true, I don't know. It could be a cop out. It could be real. But if you're at the point where it's been a year and you're ready for something (coughs) concrete where y'all are like, hey, it's me, it's you. This is what we're doing. And that nigga's not ready to say so. Then I actually don't think he needs to tell you anything else. The fact that you were like, hey, what are we doing here? Like, I'm really into you. I feel like this could be a good thing. And he was like, yeah, I don't want to disappoint you. I just feel like if he was ready to take that risk, like you said you were, you're like, yeah, I'm scared too, but I'm willing to see where it goes. He wasn't like, oh, wow, that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, I'm scared, but I'm willing to see where it goes too. He was like, yeah, okay, I said what I said. You know, like that didn't, (laughs) 
that didn't change his mind about anything. So I think he's told you the answer and maybe you just don't want to accept it because y'all have been dating for a year and because you really see something with this person. I just think for whatever reason, he's not in the same headspace as you. So I wouldn't, I mean, would I would actually keep it going simply because it's the fall. It's a nice time to cuddle up with somebody, go on a hayride, go out to the pumpkin patch, pick apples. Like it's a fun season to do date things and to have somebody around. So that's festive. But I would also start dating other if people. You can handle it. If you can handle there you it, go. I would, there you go. I would start dating other niggas though as well because I feel like he's yeah. made it clear that a monogamous relationship is not what he's thinking about right now. So, you know, he would become my every other week nigga or something <clears throat> like that. I whole <laughs> yes, whole. heartedly agree with that. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I just think you gotta be fucking hardcore honest with yourself. Yeah. Oh, and isn't that sometimes the hardest shit to do to be real with yourself? Like, girl, you are lying to you right now about what this man wants. <laughs> Yeah, You're I mean, I read myself to pieces. <laughs> and then even when I do the dumb shit, sometimes I tell myself, like, yes, I'm going to go do the dumb shit. Blow me. Like, whatever. You know, like, I'm I'm, I don't delude myself. Yes. It's like, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely think that the way to go here um, is to definitely start expanding that. Um, yeah, that roster. Building up a roster. That roster. Which fun, um, yeah. But having a cuffing season, fall time, um, cool down, uh, inside buddy 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 mm-hmm. system, yeah, <laughs> okay. never a bad thing. But if you're not going to be able to handle this shit, or or you're going to keep pushing for more, it's like, mm. yeah, go ahead and and crack a window. Yeah, you don't have to open the door and walk out yet. But vent- ventilate the space. Yeah. Put some air. So maybe if you want him to know that, like you can be open about that and be like, if we're not going to be in a relationship, then I'm going to start seeing other people. Honestly, I feel like he probably is also seeing other people. Sorry if that hurts your feelings. Um, probably. But I feel like he probably is. Just because y'all have met friends and been on vacations, unfortunately don't mean nothing. Oh my God. I saw a fucking thread the other day. I had to log off. Where women of all ages, like not just 19 year olds, women in their 30s, 40s, 50s talking about how they have never been taken on a real date, never received flowers from a nigga, never like the basics of courtship. I'm like, some of these people, some of these people are married talking about they've never been on a real date. How? That's what I said. But it's literally that bad out there for some of the girls. I said, you know what? As much shit as I give these dykes, and we know I never miss a chance to slander dykes. Sure don't. But I have been romanced (laughs) thoroughly. And one In huge ways. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. One thing about dykes, baby, is they opening doors. They walking on the outside when y'all on the sidewalk. (laughs) One thing that the doms to the back. Period. They sending flowers. They planning dates. Like, I said, damn, I guess I got to give it to Dykes because niggas are out here 
marrying and impregnating women and never it's baby i don't so but anyway if if you if you want to then you can say listen if this isn't gonna go in a monogamous direction i'm gonna start seeing other people and see what his reaction to that is maybe he is just scared and this is like a wake-up call but if he's like yo do what you feel like you need to do then then once again you have your answer about how that he might really like you and still know that right now he is not in a place to be in a monogamous relationship. That's also real. See. People are like, when people tell you about themselves, please believe them. If somebody says they're not ready for that shit, please don't think that six months of fucking you is going to change their mind. That's how y'all Oof. end up with y'all feelings hurt. <laughs> so, Oof. Um. Yeah. Good luck, Ross. Please let us know how it goes. Our last letter this week comes from Antonio, who says, "I'm a 34 year old, 34 year old gay Latino man living in Boston. My family immigrated here in my early mm, teens. Right. right. So naturally, I'm always surrounded by immigrants and people of color because that's my community. My boyfriend right. is white from Western Massachusetts and has lived here his whole life. Probably where he messed up. <laughs> Let's go." We we met in late fall of last year, and most of the time that we spent together in the first few months was just the two of us. This year, I got to meet more of his friends, and I quickly detected a pattern. They are all white. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's Boston, and we <laughs> have white people for days, but this is still quite sure a diverse city, especially the universities. So it surprised okay. me that even though he went to school here, he still only has white friends. Why? I try very hard to engage and be present when we're hanging out with his friends, but I'm never truly comfortable at their parties and social gatherings. I'm trying to get our friend groups to meet and create more diversity in our life as a couple, but it doesn't make me feel good that I'm the one having to do this either. I love my boyfriend and he and his friends are are nice people, but why can't they just be a little more proactive in nurturing diversity in their lives? How does it not bother them when they look around and all they see is white? I don't know how to deal with this. White, (laughs) (laughs) Any advice appreciated? Thanks, love, Antonio. (laughs) How do you deal with your white boyfriend living in a white (laughs) world? Privilege. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Bless Antonio. I cried last in the world. So that's what they could expect. What do you mean? Talk about, I can't believe all his friends are white and everybody they know is white. You can't? In Western Massachusetts? (laughs) Really anywhere on the planet, but... (laughs) Baby. So first of all, people... People of similar ethnicities, races, backgrounds, they tend to cluster together anyway. This is true. Most of us have friends who are our same race, our same ethnic Mm -hmm. background, etc. So, yes, white people mostly have white friends. To me, I don't and I don't even necessarily see. Oh, Lord, how do I say this? Sometimes (laughs) white people are best left to other white people. If they haven't manage to make <laughs> colored friends then i don't they probably don't need to be around colored people <laughs> this is the, t- the the moment that doll baby was like i want to get the groups together i was like Hell Oof. no! <laughs> the boyfriend is 32 and ain't made an of color friend yet i don't think he has it in that him that is i saw the sign. <laughs> 
Like, I don't know what else. Imagine me trying to get a white person to to blend with my friends. Being like, oh, I want to get my friends together with this white partner who only has white. Please, 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 Jade alone. <laughs> Jay going to mm-hmm. spit as soon as he walks through the door. Like, what am I going to do with that? So, yeah, I don't. Honestly, Antonio, I feel like this is. This is part of the problem when you date white people. They are white. Their lives are white. Yeah, and they tend white. to be very homogenous, <laughs> like everybody else. Like my life is very black. It's a handful of white people <clears throat> in my life. A handful. Like I, I can think yeah. of two right now. And everybody else is a Negro. And so it just is that way. <laughs> I don't I don't I mean Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we can say to be like oh so this is what your boyfriend like your boyfriend needs to go to some black student association meetings on campus and like he needs to join the asian lives matter movement or whatever like stop asian hate like i i don't think so he's 32 this is who he is (laughs) i think you either accept it or you don't and and you said they're nice people maybe they have no problem hanging out with you and your immigrant community maybe they would love that and and blend in just great i wouldn't want to risk it because i would <laughs> feel like you're going to say something extremely ignorant you or one of your friends is going to say something ignorant to piss somebody off very yeah. quickly so i probably wouldn't want to risk that but i don't necessarily think it's a problem that feels wrong it feels like i don't know i just don't necessarily see it as an issue when white people only have white friends because that's what I expect of that's what I expect of everybody. I expect Asian people to mainly or only have Asian friends. I expect it of black people and I expect it of white. I do. I just expect it of everybody racially. So, I mean, I think everyone should have the desire to. Um, like make connections, at least mm-hmm. with folks of different like friend is a word. <laughs> you know it is. um <laughs> it is but i feel like everyone should at least strive to have genuine connections based in understanding and respect with folks of different walks of life and yeah. uh, cultures because that's how you i think that can help or help to build uh relations in better ways when it comes to oh yeah yep those types of things but to your point yes people usually group with folks in their same race and cultural groups ethnic groups um and it's not automatically a bad thing it's just kind of how life and yeah humanity i mean civilization works um yeah we want to talk to people who share our experiences now i think also to the point that crystal is just making if i were dating a white person um like white i would expect that that comes with white comes with whiting no fish yep same (laughs) um and to me, like, okay, well, this person, this white person I'm dating has, like, all white friends. Like, if you yourself 
this is exactly what you were just saying. If this person on their own does not have <laughs> the desire, the intent, whatever, to mix it up, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to birth this like racial, cultural yes. empathy into your cerebellum. Right. No, thank <laughs> well, you. That's probably not the part of the brain. <laughs> but like... <laughs> that's okay. We like, can <laughs> If it's not there, I'm not gonna build it. That's that's a dangerous hill to climb. So you like you said that your boyfriend and the friends are all quite nice people. You get along. You it doesn't. You haven't mentioned any super red flags besides the fact that they're white, which for me can be red enough. Yeah, but yeah, it sounds like everybody's having a good time together. Honestly, sis, I'd leave it at that and go and have my brown time. <laughs> to myself yep but that's me i've never been in a serious relationship with a white guy i don't even think i've ever dated a white guy to be honest with you but like mm-hmm. um no, no it's not i don't think i know that i have <laughs> so, no, thank like, you. <laughs> um doing a lot of assuming here but for me and my sensitivities um and self-love i would um not try to um stoke any fires that uh, I don't know where I was going with that analogy, <laughs> but I'm finished. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Best of luck, but I kind of just feel like this is this is one of the things you have to deal with when you des- when you decide to date white people. They have white lives. <laughs> I just feel yeah. like that's that's part of it. You know, there's there's pros and cons. I'm assuming. And and this sounds like one of the cons. Um, yeah. So. But best of luck to you, Antonio. If you if you do have like a little friendsgiving mixer or something, please let us know how we, a joint Halloween party oh, or no. something. Please let us know. That would be it. honestly, I think a Halloween party would be a great idea because everybody uh, dresses up. Everybody is you know inebriated or high. That or is the worst time to do this. <laughs> no. Because if there's ever a day or season that white people are culturally and Please racially let the chaos rain. Exactly. Exactly. And Somebody's coming in a at the same time. Somebody's coming you do in that a if you want somebody to get their ass beat. But please tell us because I'm going to, I want to know. Regardless, I need to know. Somebody's coming in a poncho and they're doing the Mexican hat dance. <laughs> like a little stuffed chihuahua. Just ruined That's like, what I'm dumb saying. Shit. Like, white every people year. love. Every year. If they can, so if they can pull off a non-racist Halloween, then they might <coughs> be decent enough to incorporate into your other friend groups. I'm just saying, and do it. That just do it for the still fun of it. Right. <laughs> just do That's it. still a hefty mind. Just do it for the for for a little jazz in your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you do it for some jazz, bitch. <laughs> that's what you do. Let mm-hmm. us know how it goes, Antonio. If <laughs> that's that is gonna wrap up the letters this week. If you have a question for us, please send it on over to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and then be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But 
If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. We are back to the show, and it is time for us to finally do the read. It is. Take it away, Madeline. Okay. Well, oh, what? What do you say about? <laughs> Listen. How did you know? <laughs> It's it's literally choices. There are there's so much to talk about this week. I want to start with Isaiah Washington. I'm actually going to limit this. I was going I had a list of things I'm going to talk about that bitch in Los Angeles, them bitches in Los Angeles who got caught saying that awful shit and had no idea that they were being recorded and then it finally came out and now the city council is all shook up, but I'm going to leave that alone. Isaiah Washington was on Vlad TV. Why? Why would? Okay. Because Isaiah Washington makes poor decisions mm. and was asked about the, the, uh, the R. Kelly verdict. So as we all know, R. Kelly was recently convicted and sentenced to, I think, 30 years in federal prison for... Yeah, it's just, you know, one or two of the incredible violations he has made against black girls in his life. Um, and so I'm assuming it's Vlad, Vlad who brought it up on camera. I'm not sure if he's the actual interviewer, if it's just named for him. But um, so he is asked about this because he also knew Aaliyah when she was a girl at the age that she this whole thing was going on with R. Kelly Isaiah Washington, it is not. (laughs) It is not. Isaiah Washington said that, you know, knowing Aaliyah, she was a super smart businesswoman. And she was wise beyond her years. And then he said in his heart, he fully believed that she was in control over the R. Kelly situation. And so even Vlad or whoever is like, she was like 15, my nigga, like, at 15 years old, you feel like she was in control. And he doubled down and said, absolutely, yes, she was. AJ, nothing but a number. You know the song, you know the album. And then said that Aaliyah was 15, but she was 15 going on 30. And so, yeah, when it came to R. Kelly, she was fully in control of, of what was going on in that context. So he's in jail now. You would, you know what? You would want that to be true. I think that <laughs> You really because, would. Girl, where is the body? Where are the bodies? 
I just don't. God help me. I don't get why men are this way. Like, of (laughs) all the people that you could just not support, or of all the women that you could, or girls who you could be like, yeah, you know, I think it's time for me to stand up against horrific things that have happened to like black women and girls. It's time for me to act like I give a shit about them. Isaiah Washington is 59 fucking years old. So even he was like significantly older than Aaliyah when he knew her for him to be like, Oh yeah, she was 15 years old, but I mean, that pussy still pop. What you mean? She grown. She know what she doing. She carried herself like a woman. That just shows me that either this is going to be very generous Either you know nothing about adolescent psychology and development and you have no idea how predatory it is for a 27-year-old man to be pushing up on a 12, 13-year-old girl to impregnate her and all this. All the things we know now about Aaliyah, like either you're completely ignorant about what that means or you're so dedicated to being an asshole and upholding misogyny and patriarchy that you just said, fuck all that. And like so many niggas do, that nigga may, I mean, I'm sorry, he may step in the name of love. What you want me to do is to ignition, like I can't pretend that didn't happen, like, and and just said, fuck all the rest of it. To the point where you, I wouldn't even say blame Aaliyah because you're not acting like something wrong happened. You acting like Aaliyah, like R. Kelly was 27 and Aaliyah was 28 and it was just two grown people and this is an assertive grown boss bitch who knows what she's want what she wants and she's sexually empowered and she's out here doing her thing that was a 15 year old girl it honestly makes me think that you was looking at her the same fucking way whether you were or not i don't know i'm not claiming to speak on that but what i do know it sounds it sounds extremely fucking suspect how you a grown man talking about, oh, well, you know, she was 15 going on 30. Nigga, that is not a thing. How can you actually fix your mouth to say that? 15 is going on 16. Ew. 15 is not going on 30. 15 is literally an adolescent. You're not even a young adult at that age. You only say that about someone who has an attitude. Puberty is still or happening. Like- Puberty is still Works happening. Real hard. You know what I mean? Like you don't say that we were talking about about no. sex with minors. Fifteen you going on thirty. It, Fifteen going on thirty is for the high school sophomore who could be in the band, be in the drama club, be in improv, but she goes home and watches Matlock and Murder She Wrote with her <laughs> memo instead. R.I.P. Yes. to my nigga Angela. Like that. That is 15 going on 30. It's for cute. 15 going on old. <laughs> it's for cute. <laughs> but it's, yes. No, if you go home and watch Golden Girls, then you're 15 going on 30. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, that's the T. Yes, ma'am. Like, it's for cutesy little old Even bitch things that young people do. It's not for I some... absolutely watch Golden Girls with my grandma. <laughs> fully. Fully. Like, please. I know who Victor Newman is to this day. Because of the sick yeah. days. I, I was in the orchestra in elementary school. And for our recital, we played the Young and the Restless theme song. <laughs> so that's just, that, anyway, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. The point is, how nasty of a man do you have to be to have known this girl as a teenager and still be like, yeah, what happened to her wasn't predatory. It wasn't wrong in any way. 
y'all, the whole R. Kelly thing, you know, I just feel like Aaliyah was in control of that situation. She was a fucking child. Doesn't Isaiah Washington have three kids? I don't want to know. Are your, would your 15-year-olds be in charge if somebody 12, 13, 15 years older than them initiated a sexual relationship with them? Of course not. That's called manipulation. That's called control. That's called dominance. That's not, there's nothing consensual about that. These laws are in place not for the fun of it. It's because their brains are literally different. A 15-year-old does not have a 27-year-old's brain. It's not like a 50-year-old and a 62-year-old getting together. Those are just two old niggas. There is a huge amount of not even just brain development, but like just the changes you go through. Anybody who's been 15 and 27 can tell you I was two, or at least they should be able to tell you I was two different fucking people at those ages. A 27-year-old, it should be nothing about a 12-year-old that appeals to you when you are in your 20s, unless you are a predator. It's fully, it's disgusting. So how can you say something like, and the girl is dead? Like, there's, she's gone. R. Kelly is in the federal fucking penitentiary, not getting out in this lifetime. You risk nothing by telling the truth. And you still decided to be this person. I've been done with Isaiah Washington since the whole homophobic thing on Grey's Anatomy when Shonda was like, you got to get out of here with that. Like, I'm not fucking. And it seems like he has just gone full Republican asshole like a lot of black men tend to do. They kind of go off the rails when they feel rejected from society or misunderstood or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I don't really care. This was inexcusable. Girl, fuck you. Um, And... (sighs) To Devontae Adams, who, I mean, I know you saw the game as the country's preeminent uh, sportscaster, but um, when I was catching the end of the Raiders and Chiefs game on Monday, um, I was shocked, wasn't it? I actually, since you feel that way, I would love to ask you a question real quick about that Mm -hmm. game. So in the fourth quarter, when the Raiders scored that touchdown and went for the two-point conversion. What do you think was the reason behind that? Why would they do that, knowing that they had this one shot to tie the game? You know, my answer to that question would simply be two words, Mm -hmm. false hope. And, um, you know, Hope is a beautiful thing and it's a strong thing. And some would say hope is the strongest thing in the universe, strongest force in the universe. Mm. And um, sometimes decisions are made behind that, that strong force, that energy. Okay. And um, hard to argue in the face of hope because it's such a beautiful and bright. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but chop. So, so why would the Raiders go for the two point conversion there instead of the extra point? Because hope. You know, like, <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't get it. You're right. I don't. <laughs> they please break it down for me. Went for the hope uh-huh. 
of two points to be conversed <laughs> with the team in the stadium energy. Okay. Okay. On the night of game. And that hope is in the betterment of athleticism in the individualized section oh. of their personal experience. Okay. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. I Absolutely. It made sense from the beginning. So what did you think about that rough in the passer call that they called on Chris Jones when he um when he sacked Derek Carr? Man, you know. Do you think the league is doing too much with the rough and the passers? Because I'm sure you watched the the Tampa Bay game and and saw what happened with Tom Brady. What do you think's going on with these yeah. rough and the passer calls in the league lately? I mean, you know, personally, I feel like if you can't handle the the, the heat, you get out of the den. That's okay. Meaning, meaning, this is the sports, and the girlies get rough. That's what I said. Like, are we supposed to be sacking these niggas or nah? We're not playing the flag. Thank you. We're playing the fun. Exactly. You ain't no baby <sighs> back bitching on the. I agree. The, the, wow. The, the, gra- the grass? Yeah. Fully. Absolutely not. So okay. I... Okay. I feel like there is a... There is a... A cons- Maybe conspiracy is a strong word. Mm. But there feels as though there is... There's advantage... <laughs> in malicious ways... Being taken... For the game. That's right. Okay, you know what? That's what I thought, but I just wanted to double check with somebody who really knows what they're talking about. You're welcome. Really knows the game, really studies it. And so thank you so much for clarifying that for me. I just wanted to make sure that that I, you know, my understanding was on the same level as an actual professional. Thank you. So I'm sure I'm sure you saw what happened with Devontae Adams after the game. Wasn't that crazy? Do you agree he should have been criminally charged? Um, you know, here's the thing. When your name's Devontae, the system automatically shouts criminal. Wow. They did a whole blackish episode about this. Mm-hmm. Real deep stuff. You should go back and watch no, it. No, yeah, no, because their their child is named Devontae. <clears throat> yeah. So So like <laughs> you know, power to the people, man. Okay. So for those of you who don't know. After the Raiders lost that game in... We know. Yeah, no, we know. But for those of you who are listening who aren't as deep into sports as Kefir and I are, after the Raiders lost, Devontae Adams is a wide receiver for the Raiders. Um, He was walking off the field and shoved a photographer who... I mean, I can't even say this man was in his way, really. Like, he was just very pissed. You could see he was mad because... The last, well, I don't have to get into all that. You know what happened. 
with him and his teammate colliding yeah. and the missed pass and all that. So Devontae was pissed. Just crazy. Right. And, and yeah. you know, understandably pissed. The, the Raiders have a terrible record. I think they're one in four now, right? Aren't they one in four? Incredible. Like, it's just, yeah. what is going on over there? So he shoved yeah. this photographer who was like, seemed to be trying to get out of this man's way. Um, and of course, this man fell right back <laughs> onto fell the fucking down. ground. Devontae yeah. kept going. Um, kept going. And then, did you see his Twitter apology? Girl. <laughs> did you scream? Because I scrammed. <laughs> I screamed a scrum that I have never scrummed. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because he went right to talking about, and I think he has, I think he has actually deleted it. Oh yeah, he did delete it. I was going to pull up his smart Twitter, but I mean, cause it was right. First of all, it was truly terrible, but he was talking about how, you know, the emotions got the best of him and, he, yeah. yeah, he felt horrible immediately. Sorry to the guy I pushed over and, you know, that's not me. My apologies, man. Hope you see this. So, right. So if you immediately felt horrible, it would stand to reason that you would immediately like reach an arm out to that man and be like, my bad, help him get up. You kept marching like that bitch was in my way and he got what he fucking deserved. So... If you immediately felt bad, you didn't show that, but it also doesn't matter because that man, a white man named Ryan Zebley, uh, of course, <laughs> is pressing charges against Devontae Adams. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> he said he had whiplash, a headache, a concussion. <laughs> I, and all I could say was get money, get money. If an NFL player pushes me a credentialed media worker on the sidelines because they're mad they lost. I'm getting every last goddamn dime I can. I can't even be mad at this white man because you fully deserve that. I was shocked that it went to the level of criminal charges. Honestly, I thought the, not the league necessarily, maybe the Raiders or Adams himself would settle this privately, you know, cut some checks and move on. The fact that it went straight to the police is like, oh, wow, that's really, wow, Caucasian. Damn. But you know, we all saw it happen. Everybody was watching Monday Night Football. Everybody watched the Raiders lose that game when it could have gone to overtime and been tied had y'all not gone for the two-point conversion, which Kid Fury just talked about. But since they did, did and didn't get it and, and so missed the chance for the kick, then they lose the game. And so what I'm what I'm trying to say in talking about this whole story is that we are responsible for our actions even when we're angry. Even when we're upset, even when we're frustrated, we can be mad as all hell and we are still responsible for what we do and taking that out onto people who didn't have nothing to do with it is a great way to be perhaps charged with a fucking misdemeanor. Now you're facing criminal charges from a football game when you could have just stormed off to the locker room, hit some walls or shit. I'm sure they got, you know, inflatable niggas that you could have beat up on or you could have, like you did when you got off the field, like throwing your helmet and cussing and screaming. You could have did all of that and all of that would have been fine. You don't have the right to hurt other people because you're mad or frustrated. Yes, you lost a game. Yes, 
this is this doesn't feel good to have such a shitty record or to lose this game like this we we will probably be debating forever why the Raiders decided to go for that two-point conversion, but you just don't get to act like this. It was one of those times where oh. I was like, I don't even get to... <laughs> I mean, but but when you're down and there's still so much time left in the fourth no, quarter... Oh, okay. I mean, you are the expert, but I just feel like it would have made more sense to me, a non-expert, to kick I'm the right. field goal and and tie the game. That way you don't have to worry about it coming down to the wire like this. Like it could have gone to OT and then we see what happens in OT. But y'all didn't even, y'all didn't give yourselves that. Oh, you didn't have hope. You were banking yeah. on this two-point conversion oh. and coming out on top, which it didn't make sense to me. But, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes, anyway, you have to be accountable for the things that you do, even when you're big, big mad. And so I can't even defend this black man against this white man going full white man because you fully deserve it, my nigga. You don't get to be pushing and shoving people who are just on the field doing their fucking jobs mad because your team didn't do yours. It's just a game. It is just a game. A game you're being paid like $28 million to play. So just keep that in mind. Because it can't be worth this. And I'm sure this charge won't really go anywhere. This nigga is not going to go to jail or nothing. If anything, it's just more fines. It's just more money you'll have to pay. On top of the money, you're going to have to give this man anyway. Just, even when you're angry, maintain control over yourself. And if you can't, then walk away. Walk away from everybody, anybody. Simply leave people alone until you're back into your body and back in control. Because this is the type of shit you can't get away with. And that's it for me. Practice. I'm all done. Go down to the local Walmart, a place that's <laughs> it will always easily piss you off. <laughs> yep. and aggression. <laughs> It'll make anybody It'll mad. Charm. It'll piss anybody off to be in the Walmart. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah. yeah, work on that. So, but yeah, I'm done. Fuck Isaiah Washington. And uh, fuck Devontae Adams, child. That was raggedy of you, my nigga. It was. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, I want to try and keep mine brief. Okay. Um, three quick things. One, Tania Long's husband. They better be lying about this white woman. I know. I know that you did not mm. step out on the. Knee along. Mm. Be knee along. Television and film siren. Black cultural queen. That's right. Knee along. You stepped out on knee along for this white lady who looks like the nun. This white lady whose last name is Lynch, who is a Mormon (laughs) married woman. Get in the bin. You gotta go. This shit was already ridiculous, but no, they better be lying, my nigga, because you are you are so far out of bounds. No wonder all of the girls is like, look, I can't even defend this motherfucker. Like, I don't even have nothing to say no more. Like, are you dead serious? I couldn't I believe know. it. Not this married Mormon mother. Not this homely ass white woman over Nia. Niggas don't care. All they see is pussy. All they see is pussy. They don't see nothing else. 
chop for you. Now, I love this white lady. I really do. Oh, no. It pains me to have to ask for this person to sit the fuck down. It really does. No. But Jamie Lee Curtis, I just need to respectfully ask for my girl Jamie Lee Curtis to go ahead and just... No. What happened? You didn't see the video of Jamie Lee Curtis literally ready to break down in tears because of what Kanye said about going death con three on Jewish people when he woke up? No. All I saw was a a compilation of her saying trauma over and over. (laughs) I didn't see... Honestly, I have I have that man's name muted on every social platform. As you so should. it's very difficult for me to see any news relating to him. Well, a couple of celebrities came out and reacted to Kanye saying that when he woke up, he was going to go off on Jewish people. Well, that was really um, heinous. So I mean, here's my point: <laughs> we negress, correct? Told him it was heinous when he said it. We, Negris, have also been reading him when he said white lives matter, when he mm-hmm. talked about slavery, when he said all of this anti-black damaging stuff. Yep. And I just, I want to know where the girlies are then. They're letting black people handle black business, child. That ain't got nothing to do with them. <laughs> the moment that he was talking about going death con three on Jewish people, niggas were like, first of all, nigga, you sound fucking dumb. Secondly, God bless. Like, this was the one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Baby, they shut that Instagram and that Twitter down so fast. <laughs> JP Morgan Chase said, I don't know where you're going to take your money. It won't be over here. It won't be over yonder. But you have just about a month to figure that out. Because you won't be keeping your coins, yeah, girl. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy to me that, like, people literally watch folks step on us, kill us, shit on us, oppress us, corner us, gaslight us, all kinds of things, and sit comfortably. But it, the moment that someone has anything disparaging to say, about white people or Jewish people, then everybody comes on and says something. This is specifically why I said to... This is why the both of us were saying to the earlier letter, mm-hmm. I don't know why the fuck you shocked that your nigga guy uh, is a white bear with just white friends, never met a nigga, don't care about meeting niggas. Right. <laughs> like, that ain't none of his Never business. met a Latino person, never met an Asian person, never cared. Ooh. Like... Nobody gives a fuck about speaking up or speaking out and that type of stuff until it solely affects them. Correct. It's disappointing. That man needs to be medicated. I just can't. I just cannot with him. Like, I'm. We know what's going on with him and we know that he's not taking his meds. So for me, it's just like I cannot continue to engage with the shit that he does. Yes, it's harmful. Yes, he should have been removed from social way before now for the shit he's been doing. But now that it's finally happening, like, good, as far as I'm concerned, it's too many people keeping a battery in his back and letting him do the things that he's doing unchecked. That's the thing. Even the people 
who have been spinning around in circles a lot. I mean, the people with uh, influence and millions and billions of dollars who've been spinning around in circles, making excuses for him, black people specifically. A lot of the masses later have been like, well, girl, I can't defend any of this. Try as I might. I'm like, I literally sound crazy because there's no defending this. We've come to the end of the road. (laughs) And so he's like, well, now I'm going to pick on Jewish people. (laughs) Like, what? Great idea. All right. Let's see how that works out for you. Absolutely not. I didn't know Jamie Lee Curtis got in her feelings behind it, though. I didn't see She that. was, like, real hurt. I don't even know. She said she woke up crying. And Damn. she talked about her grandparents and all that other stuff. And I'm just like, all of that is valid. All of that, like, everyone who was offended or rattled or aggravated or mm-hmm. whatever by those comments, I feel like had the right to. Absolutely. To be. Um... It's just a bummer that, like, you will sit back and, like, literally be... And and on top of that, there's still so many Black people that don't give a fuck about the anti-Black shit Absolutely that he's saying. Don't. Absolutely so this, like, don't. even niggas sometimes get defi- divided on, you know, Kanye, Kanye's Absolutely. damaging rhetoric uh, in all kinds of directions. But it's like, girl... You know what's behind a lot of the stuff that he does and says, but it doesn't affect you. You don't give a fuck, so y'all don't have anything to say about it. Or you mm-hmm. can literally just lean into this black man's crazy. And that's fun and fine for you as white people as well. So it's just a bummer. It sucks. Um, but I agree yeah. with you. Like, I really, like, this wasn't even about Kanye to me because I'm not interested. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, he just out here. He just out here. I don't. Leak in the name of his kid's school, though, I did see that. And I'm like, see, this is where it becomes a problem. When it's like you're putting your children at risk, that's when I'm like, see, now if, the, if that Kardashian girl fucks around and gets full custody because of y'all antics, you're going to be even more mad. But it's like parents have a responsibility to keep their children safe. Like, how is this? This is extremely reckless. But I'm again, not a, um... again, we know what's going on over there. So, I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm not a Mm-mm. psychiatrist. I'm not a mental health professional. Um, crazy madame. So, so mm-hmm. all I can say is, you know, what I've said. Should I ain't got nothing else to say? I'm just not <laughs> going to like continue to insert myself in, um. In, in in chaos and, and scandal yep. that is all based in the attempt to get white people's attention. Exactly. I agree. Like I'm not I'm not interested. Like the, on the the totem pole of of villains and issues and like real ingrained problems. This nigga in his t-shirt is not in it. Does he deserve to get rid? Does he need to get rid? For the things he says about black people, of Jewish course. people, green people, blue people, white, like uh, women, men, like, of course, absolutely. Lizzo, like, yes, move around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not losing sleep, girl. I don't know how much more of it I'm going to get. Right. Last but not least, Trixie and Katya had a show down in 
and me and Golden. Oh, no. Now, I took my dollars in time to go and watch this show because I enjoy those two queens. And for me to openly say, for either of us to openly stand for white people, you know that we enjoy. To even say something nice. (laughs) It's true. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, damn. So... Oh, God. Went down to the to Tracy and Catherine show. <laughs> and I was very excited. In fact, let me just also stay, start this by saying, I was having a shit day then as well. And I almost didn't go because that's how bad of a day I was having, like in terms of depression. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go anyway. I'm tired. Uh, you're so gay. I'm tired. <laughs> um... I'm bummed. Yeah. What if, like, I kind of just want to be in my bed. But I was like, you know what? I watch these queens all the time. Mm-hmm. They make me laugh all the time. I really enjoy them. Maybe this will turn my night around. At least give me a couple of chuckles. And then I can come back and deal with, you know, the yeah. darkness. Life. You know, the abyss that is existence. Okay. Um. So I go down to the show. Great turnout. Of course, I'm on the floor and I had, like, of all of the people, I had to be sitting behind someone who decided to, I guess, dress up as Trixie Mattel for the show. Now, if you know anything about Trixie Mattel, you know that that bitch is one third wig. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the wigs are huge. <laughs> so I'm sitting behind this white queen who's in drag, which, mind you, for the amount of people that are at this show, I didn't really. I think that was the only person I saw in drag. What was it? The Trixie impersonator? The one who looks just like her? I don't know. I see lots of people dress up as Trixie Mattel. But there's one girl who looks just like Trixie. Like, I wouldn't have known because I only saw the back of this bitch's big ass wig. Okay. Okay. It probably was that girl, Deanna, honestly. (laughs) This motherfucker was blocking like half of the stage for me. Damn. With this huge blonde wig. I was so fucking tilted. Especially because from what I could see, it was a great show. The intro was awesome. It had, like, lots of little surprises and twists and fun stuff. It was cool to, like, be in the room with them Mm -hmm. and all that other shit. But, like, I left during intermission. I just was like... Damn. At this point, I'm watching them on the screens and for all of that, when I'm already depressed and feel like shit, I could just go home and watch them on uh, and our, our queens mm-hmm. I like to watch or what are the millions of other videos that I watch all the time. Because that wig and then somebody, I don't know if they were next to me, but somebody's breath was in my seat. So I was like, you can have it. <laughs> At this point, I'm just going to go home. Like. Oh, okay. Damn. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is about white queer spaces, but y'all just have to be seen. Do them. It's just like grand high pick me space. <laughs> what the fuck is you up in drags for? Bitch, you ain't getting paid. Mm. 
how inconsistent like girl take the wig or put the wig in your lap for the for the like yeah i paid to be here too bitch i can't see i'm sure it wasn't just you whose view was blocked either i'm sure that's the thing like i'm sure somebody else was also there in drag with a fucking chandelier on their head or a a giant tampon or some dumb shit but it's like girlies we're not here to see rocky horror picture show Mm -hmm. just chill it's not about you like it's not about you yeah people can really be really inconsiderate it's like they are only thinking about their moment and their experience and they don't think about what it's doing to everybody else who's in attendance. Yeah. Even yeah. the girlies that do it and get booked and make coins off of it. I saw Heidi in closet there, complete boy. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I really think it was the Trixie impersonator who was sitting right in front of you. <laughs> Damn, that's fucked up. Well, oh, the Trixie sorry. impersonator needs to impersonate their ass down to Santa Monica Boulevard or wherever the fuck. Like, go do that shit down at Mickey's or wherever the fuck when everybody is going and getting um, Amaretto Sours or whatever white gays drink. <laughs> I thought you was going to say they came out like, and did something racist. I was about to be like, oh, God. Now I, can't, I wouldn't know. Now you, I can't like, listen to I only saw half the goddamn show. <laughs> okay. Damn. What I did see of it was fun. And I'm like, and the other thing was, bitch, who knows when they will tour again together? Right. Trixie, I'll have plenty of opportunities to see live again, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Katya? Mm. Katya's friend. <laughs> Katya not going back on the fucking road. <laughs> <laughs> Katya making it out on stage and <laughs> doing her damn thing and being Baby. so like, I'm like, no, Katya's gone. After this tour, she might retire, bitch. We don't even like. Yeah. <laughs> Trixie, that bitch never met a dollar she wasn't going to make. Okay. She'll be At back all. on tour this year, but Katya. She's probably playing there tonight. That might, <laughs> that right. Oh, I feel you. That might really be that. for. Oh, I would be so annoyed. The amount of work that goes into a live show of any kind, Mm -hmm. energetically, emotionally, physically, is a lot. It's hard. Right. But the amount of work that they were doing up there. Yeah. Drag shows are intense. Trixie is a workaholic. So I'm sure she'll, like, that bitch does, like, three tours at once. (laughs) But to get the both of them together again, I don't know when I'm going to get to see that shit again. So thank you. Trixie impersonator or whatever the fuck freak sat in front of me. And you know what? I just realized I planned to start this with a disclaimer that said I was going to use a copious amount of homophobic slurs. (laughs) You air gay so you can do it. Oh, I know that I can. I just forgot. It was a... I didn't back down. I just just haven't gotten around to it. Right. But you fags need to get your goddamn shit together when you go down to like, my God, like what it like. Oh, that's so inconsiderate. Did you did were you waiting for the moment that Brian was going to look down at you and be like, hey, and make you part like what? Yeah. That's what I get for going to a drag show. Well, that's it. I'm done. I went to Sibling Rivalry a few weeks ago and it was incredible. But if I'm sure it was, it was Bob and Monet are so 
so good. But if somebody had been in like a Bob wig or something, like some big exaggerated Diana Ross rig, I would have been so mad. Like, bitch, we all came to see the fucking show. So why do this? Like you about to get called up on stage. You're not part of this. You're in the audience like everybody else. Why don't you act like Imagine I go down to Wakanda forever with (laughs) Angela Bassett's big ass crown or headpiece. You know, I'm just here to see the movie. Bitch, so am I, bitch. Take that shit off your head, dummy. (laughs) Inconsiderate. Uh, I was so I was a girl I'm already not having a good day and this queen just ruined this shit for me too Yeah, I'm gonna just go home like I'm just going to go home then it took about 15 minutes for me to get a car that would come and pick me up damn (sighs) I'm getting mad all over again sorry friend I hate that because I know that like I know what it's like to be depressed and push yourself outside anyway because hey some joy might be waiting like a little bit of happiness might be outside. And this is what everybody's therapist tells them to do. When you feel like isolating, push yourself to go outside and be around people and do the things you love. And then somebody is there, humans, ready to fuck up your experience As every time. they always do. <laughs> so annoying. Damn, that's irritating. I'm sorry. I'm tired of humans. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I can't argue with that. So... Um, oh, well, yeah. Trixie and Katya, if you ever hear this, please, at some point, please sink it for your free future, ticket consider to, to doing another show. So when that hopefully I can sit closer or higher up. I don't know what the fuck at some place where I can see it because. Yeah. When y'all go on tour again in 2030, please make sure Kid Fury knows <laughs> so that he can get a redemption man that oh that sucks i'm sorry for fandoms it. just blow like you gotta just be a fan of the house child it's always <laughs> somebody doing that too much. twitch con it's just like you get a bunch of people that are just like emphatically mm-hmm. like passionate about yeah. one thing in a room together at this it's just you're you're bound to want to beat somebody's ass it's true Well, on that note, that will wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Let me not neglect to say a quick fuck you to Alex Jones as well. And that (laughs) loser and that billion dollars that you're going to have to pay to them people. And then I saw some lawyer be like, yeah, and that's not dischargeable through bankruptcy either because it was like malicious intent or whatever else. So like, nigga, you will simply have to pay for the rest of your days. (laughs) By the way. Did you see MIA talking about if Alex Jones has to pay a billion dollars so does Pfizer? I I deliberately ignored it, but bitch, what the fuck do you mean? What the fuck? Bitch, are you literally comparing a vaccine that scientists across the globe worked together to develop in the midst of a pandemic that came through and walloped the fuck out of everybody to an old ass white man making up lies about five and six year olds who were gunned down at school are you really comparing those things everybody's lost it baby vaccines aren't a lie they're not a lie and if they were you know who would have to tell me that somebody who is not mia somebody who first of all just no i'm not entertaining that but like 
Nothing about you says science or medicine. Nothing about you gives I know what I'm talking about when it comes to pandemics and how to handle them. Like, you're simply not qualified. So to compare this man who, like, we all know that this happened. There's no reason to think Sandy Hook didn't happen. To compare that blatant lie to something that you just don't believe in. You've been on fucking Infowars and 4chan and Reddit and QAnon. You've been, like, watching YouTube videos and you don't believe in science or vaccines. Like, just because you don't believe in it doesn't mean it's fake. Those children really died. And that meant... (laughs) You see a white man get hit with a billion dollar restitution and your first thought is to be like, well, what about Pfizer? What about Moderna? Bitch, they're putting out medicine. He's spreading lies about whether babies died and trying to do the same thing now with Uvalde. Like, oh, well, we don't really know what really happened in Uvalde. Like, it'll just, we'll, and I'll never go away. We're going to fight for the truth. Girl, if you don't sit your tired ass down. All Alex Jones is doing is taking advantage of dumbass fringe Republicans and fucking zapping them of their money. And I could respect it if he wasn't lying on innocent ass babies in the process. What a freak. You can scam the fuck out of Trump supporters. I do not care. But to be, you think these people are, call these people actors who are pretending that they lost their babies. What? And then here come MIA dumbass talking about, well, what about the what about the vaccines? Bitch, what about them? You can't be serious. Not I fly like paper, get high like planes. Not you. Child. I literally, I had to, I had to ignore it. I had to turn around and walk away from the internet. I said, no, this is it. I won't be doing this with you right now. So thank you so much. <laughs> reminded me what a fucking wreck oh well okay now i think we're done for real i think so all right um this is the read.com on social media at this is the read shop the read.com for our merch patreon.com slash the read for our patreon um and oh yeah your halloween party's all sold out so those of you who are going to be at Trilloween, I suppose we'll see you at Trilloween in L.A. and Atlanta. Any other news for you before we head out? No, that's it. I'm done and I'm going to fuck to bed. All right, God everybody. <laughs> Take care of yourselves and we will see y'all next week. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, 
but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.